Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Oh, isn't God so stinking good? This last weekend, I hosted a mini retreat here where I live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and it was so good and honestly so fruitful. God really worked in the ladies who came and even in my heart as well. Honestly, my favorite thing, someone said it was we're doing faith-filled yoga, right? We're looking at scripture, we're doing journaling and all these other practices, including breath work. And a gal says, I have never felt so relaxed. Isn't that such a beautiful thing to hear? And the thing is that that kind of rest, that kind of removing of the burden, that kind of coming to the Lord is what he has for us. And at this retreat, we talked about the truth that God is so loving, right? We, we know that he is loving, but sometimes we need to come back to that basic truth because he loves us through the worst, like the worst situations, the stuff that is outside of us that is going on. He loves us through the worst, but he also loves us at our worst. When we fall short, when we're flat out jerks, right? (laughs) When we are weak, when we are struggling, he loves us at our worst. He loves us through it all. And as I was reading um, in my personal devotions today and yesterday as well, I'm reading Psalm 18 and it just really gives a new spin on the truth of mighty to save, right? We hear that song, right? Our God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save, right? We know that song. We sing that song in church, but sometimes it's so easy to forget what mighty to save means. And yes, ultimately, right? It means Christ, Christ's death, Christ coming for us, Christ loving us so much that he died for us, for you, And I loved this psalm because it really reminded me what mighty to save looks like, what God being mighty looks like, and how he uses that might on our behalf because he loves us. He uses that might for us when we are going through the worst, and he even uses that might for us when we are at our worst. So I wanted to share Psalm 18 with you today, where you might be jumping around, we might go through the whole thing. We'll see how the Holy Spirit leads, my friends, but let's dive in. And this is so cool because the little like introduction, it says a Psalm of David, a servant of the Lord who addressed the words of this song to the Lord on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, O Lord, my strength. That's verse one. I love you, O Lord, my strength. And this is after David has been on the run, right? If we look back to the Old Testament, we see David's, you know, when he first kind of comes to know the Lord, when he is first gaining his power here as someone who is respected, as someone who is known, we see that Saul, the king, right, turns on him and hunts him down and everybody is chasing after him. Everybody's trying to kill him. Everybody's pursuing him. And he is literally like cave hopping. He is going through the ringer. And when it's all said and done, when he is delivered out of that, 
when he kind of puts all those circumstances behind him, he says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. First and foremost, he praises God. He tells God, I love you, Lord. (laughs) And he gives all the glory to God for delivering him, all the glory to God for being his strength, for being the one who got him through, for being his rock, his foundation, for being his fortress, his safe space, for being his deliverer from the worst, from his enemies. How often, and I'm speaking this to myself, my friends, do we get pulled through something and then we just keep on moving on with our day, keep on moving on with our life, and we forget to praise God or even give him the glory? How often do we forget to praise God? How often do we not even notice that he was our strength all along, that he was our rock and our foundation, that he was our safe place, that he was our shield, a shield around us, protecting us. Even when we feel anything but protected, we know that God is working for us and that he is, in fact, protecting us. David's first thing to do was to praise the Lord. And he talks about how how rough it was. He says, the cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. And Sheol is not a place we want to be. (laughs) Sometimes people think Sheol references like hell, right? This place that is not a place you want to be. Death coming after you. David felt like he was in the throngs, in the cords, in the torrents, in the snares of death itself. And he goes on, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. For my God, I cried to help. And from his temple, he heard my voice. And my cry to him reached his ears. Not only does David give him the praise afterwards, but David called on the Lord, sought him in the midst of the worst things going on. I don't know if you've ever felt like this. Like things are so hard that you feel like you're at a breaking point. Things are so hard that you're struggling to see how they could be better. Things are so hard that you don't know how to get through. When that happens, David shows us in this psalm that we can call upon the Lord. And from his temple, from his holiness, from his greatness that can sometimes feel so far away, he will hear us. From his temple, he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears and he will act. Now here's where the mightiness comes in. This is a cool picture of God, of God coming down for his people. Listen to this. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. 
Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering. His canopy around him, thick clouds dark with water, out of the brightness before him, hailstones and coals of fire broke through his clouds. And then listen to this, the Lord also thundered in the heavens and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. And he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightning and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. (gasps) Y'all, so often we look at Jesus as such a loving friend, as a loving father who we can go to for comfort, right? We can rest in the shadow of his wings, but this is also a picture of our God, a God who is so big, who is so great, who who is so awesome, right? That That in the name of justice, he goes out like this, shaking the earth, the very mountains. His voice is like thunder. He sends lightning and hail. I mean, it is incredible. That is how mighty, how big, how powerful, how strong our God is. If you've ever heard a lightning storm that shook your entire house, God is even more powerful than that. God is bigger than that. That is like a little tiny part of what we see here as God's anger against injustice. That is who our God is. He is a powerful, strong, mighty God. Right? Just like we fear a lion prowling around, right? We respect the lion's power. God in the same way is awesome. And we are able to fear the Lord, not with like fear and trembling and wanting to fall, because when we are in Christ, we have confidence, but in that same respect that we would have for a lion prowling around, that we recognize his power and his strength, because God is so big and he is so strong and he is to be feared when, when there is injustice, right? When there is something wrong He is to be feared because this is how big our God is. I remember a time when I was little and uh, my family and I took a trip to Yellowstone and we were legitimately camping on like this plateau. So it's like basically a mountain with the tip cut off (laughs) and we're camping on top of this plateau and we're in a tent and this insane storm is happening. Insane storm. I remember being up all night with the thunder so loud, the wind shaking the tent, the rain pouring down just in sheets on this tent. We thought the tent was going to go flying. We did not know what we were going to do, but the Lord protected us. But just remembering his amazing power. The thunder was so loud, and I remember the, the lightning. If you looked outside from the tent, it was, it was across the entire sky. I mean, it was beautiful, and my dad was crazy and went out, and he's like, this is amazing. So he took a towel and his camera to photograph the lightning, and so we have really cool pictures from that day. But no matter how cool it was, 
It was also terrifying <laughs> because we're up here in this high place with all this lightning flashing around and the thunder and the rain and the wind. And I felt so small. I felt so helpless. And that's how much bigger than us God is. But what's beautiful is that just like he acted for David, he acts for us. Because in Christ, we are cleansed and we are on God's side. We are his children and he will, he will act like this, not against us, but for us. Hear what David says. He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. And I love that, that honest admission. Like my enemies, maybe for you it's the circumstances in your life. Maybe for you it's, it's the feelings and thoughts that are negative and left over from old patterns that are in your head. It's too mighty for me. It's too big for me to handle on my own. David goes on, they confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Isn't that beautiful? He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And he delights in you too. <laughs> he loves you so much. He delights in you. You bring delight to him. And because of that great love, he's going to love you through the worst. He's going to love you at your worst. And he is so mighty to save like we just heard. David goes on talking about how he is, he is blameless. And how the Lord, jumping now to verse 25, with the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. He does this for us because of Christ. Only in Christ are we blameless. Only in Christ are we purified. Only in Christ are we merciful. And God have all of those things for us. He earned it for us in Christ. And now he has all of these beautiful gifts. This salvation, this life, and this light, David says, For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you, I can run against a troop, right? He can run against an army. And by my God, I can leap over a wall when you are feeling stuck. By God and God alone, can you leap over that wall of stuckness. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God, the God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. Right? He is mighty to save. He loves us at our worst. He loves us through the worst. And more than that, even more than all of those wonderful gifts, it's mind-boggling. He equips us 
to handle the things that come against us. He is equipping you to handle what the enemy is throwing at you, what this broken world, what broken and sinful people are throwing at you. He is not only protecting you, saving you, loving you through it all, but he is equipping you through it all and for it all. Who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. And I love this picture, right? I think of a mountain goat, right? A mountain goat. Have you ever seen the the sheer cliff faces that they can stand on? Like there are some like man-made dams that they can stand on. Like they can stand on something so sharp. They hardly need anything to secure their foot. And that is how God makes us. He doesn't take us necessarily off of the mountain, right? He doesn't put us necessarily all the time into this really easy, nice grassy plain. Sometimes he equips us to handle the treacherous terrain. He made my feet like the feet of a deer, a deer who is sure-footed, who who doesn't need a big place to rest their foot, right? Because they can handle the treacherous, difficult terrain and set me secure on the heights, right? Sometimes God does choose to take us out of a circumstance and set us on a nice, easy-to-walk place. We heard earlier that he brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me, right? So at that point, God chose to move him to this big, open, safe, maybe a little bit easier place. But he doesn't always do that right away, right? Sometimes he equips us with the skills to handle the difficulties, the challenges, the cliffs and the mountains that we are facing. David goes on here, he trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand supported me and your gentleness made me great. You gave me a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. That is our God. Even in the midst of the worst, even at our worst, (laughs) he is giving us a shield of salvation. He is giving us support and through his gentleness and his love and his humility, ultimately in Christ, he has made us great. And David goes on to talk about how he was able to overcome his enemies, how God was able to deliver him from strife and from challenges. Jumping down to verse 46, the Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation. The God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, his enemies, right? Who rescued me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man of violence. And he says, for this, I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations and sing your name great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love. This is my favorite word, hesed love, loyal love, love that keeps its promises, a love of covenant and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. And the most well-known of those offspring of David, right? That is Christ. 
where Christ, he ultimately went through those treacherous circumstances. He went through death for you. And yet God, even though he paid the punishment, even though all of our sin was on his shoulders, God brought him through. God showed him that steadfast love of covenant that he, Jesus Christ, fulfilled on our behalf. And now because of Jesus and because of what he did, we get lumped into that category because Jesus was the greatest offspring of David. Now we are also invited to be his children as well. And so all of these promises, all of these truths are for us in Christ. Great salvation he brings and shows steadfast steadfast love to his anointed, to you. So whether you are like David and that that challenge is behind you, or whether you are in the midst of it and God is equipping you, God is protecting you, God is giving you the feet of a deer or a mountain goat, right? To, to be able to handle the steep, steep and the tough terrain. God loves you so much and his love is big enough to love you through the worst and at your worst because he is mighty to save. He is so mighty to save. He is equipping you for every step, for everything to come. And may we, regardless of whether we are in the thick of it or whether he has brought us through, may we, just like David, come to him and say, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Whether he sets you in a nice, easy place or he gives you the strength to handle the mountain and the challenge and the difficulty. Remember that God is so good, that God is for you, and he is so, so mighty to save. Hold on to that truth, my friends, and I was so excited to see you in our next episode. If you want a little more Jesus time and some awesome faith-filled practices, head over to the link in the show notes at tessitheart.com slash renew to sign up for my free online workshop coming up this week. I'm so excited for it because we're going to look at how the Bible says that God renews us and how we can be renewed in Christ. So check it out. I would love to see you there. Mm-hmm.